0: Good evening, happy Monday, happy 4th of July. This is Talking Sports with Evan. I want to thank you for uh, spending some time listening, watching uh, the show here today. Um, Lots to discuss. The uh, Brewers halfway point of the season as of yesterday and the official, well, official halfway point, even though the All-Star break is the unofficial halfway point, but through yesterday, 81 games in, 81 games, or now 80 games to go with the Victory today um, with the Brewers. And I'm going to talk a little bit about where the Brewers stand right now at this halfway point. How are we feeling about the Brewers right now? Are we excited? Are we happy? Are we nervous? And what would you like to see the Brewers do between now and the trade deadline to try to help them improve this team between now and the trade deadline? What would you like to see them do? The Milwaukee Bucks have been making moves. Um, They've, well, I say making moves, but for the most part, they brought back their own guys. The exception of uh, Joe Inglis, they brought brought back their own guys to make another run at an NBA championship. Uh, I'm a believer in the fact that if Chris Middleton never gets hurt against Chicago, the Bucks are likely back-to-back NBA champions. I know they had their issues last season or this past season, even with Middleton. But looking at, you know, taking Boston to seven, uh, the way the Heat looked um, against Boston, and then with Golden State, who would have matched up against Giannis? Um, nobody. I think they would have been the back to back NBA champions if Middleton never gets hurt. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the roster, what it looks like now, and how it compares to the rest of the NBA. Aaron Rodgers lost Devontae Adams. He lost. Um, He lost Devontae Adams, he lost MVS uh, The question is, what do the Packers do to get the football spread around? They, they don't have, uh you know, they have Randall Cobb uh, returning from last year Lazard returning from last year uh, as their leading receivers uh, Robert Tanyan coming off the injured list uh, The uh, injured reserve after tearing his ACL he's, he's expected to be back by week one, according to him uh, But outside of those three Um, You don't really have much in the wide receiver tight end room. Um, You got the Gara, you got Daphne, you got Davis at tight end. And then you have a bunch of young guys. Second year, Amari Rogers. uh, And then your draft, you have Sammy Watkins, who you just brought in. You have Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. Question is, where does Rogers get his numbers from? Who does he throw the ball to? So that's pretty much going to be talking for us with Evan today. Brewers, Bucks, Packers, which is typically what I try to stick to, um, occasionally throw some national stories in and whatnot, but that's pretty much what I'm going to stick to today. Um, first thing, I, though, I want to say is uh, condolences to the families affected by the shooting in Highland Park um, at the parade. Um, thankfully, they do have the suspect now in custody, and it's getting way too common to hear about these shootings. Um to be perfectly honest, it's, it's getting way too often. Um, and I don't know what needs to be done. I don't know how we can fix it, but something needs to be done besides just, quote, thoughts and prayers. And I'm just going to leave that there. Um, but, you know, we, we need to do better as a country. Um, this guy apparently had a lot of red flags. Uh, that states he probably should not have had a firearm whatsoever. But, you know, most of the Republicans in power don't like red flag laws, so we can't have red flag laws. So Um, but stuff needs to change. And I'm just glad they did catch the guy. And um, I hope he, uh, you know, spends the rest of his life in in prison like he deserves. So but moving on to the Brewers. So the Milwaukee Brewers last year at this point. Sorry, I need to find my notepad. Last year, the Milwaukee Brewers at this point were. 48 and 33 in 2019 thousand are 47 and 44 and after their win yesterday against the pirates the two nothing win they're at 46 and 35 now they're at 47 and 35 and so the the brewers aren't that far off from what we've seen these last couple years and i i don't bring up the 2020 season because it was a, a shortened season um because covid they started late actually just about this time, two years ago, is when the season was starting during COVID. And the Brewers, um, you know, made the playoffs that year, too. But it's kind of can't compare the halfway point between this year um, and last, you know, this year and that year. So that's why I left out 2020, because they didn't play 81 games. So 46-33, and 33. Omar Nevaez is the batting, uh, the batting average leader, batting two fifty-eight coming into today. On base percentage is Yelich at 348 coming into today. Uh, slugging is Hunter Renfro at 490 coming into today. And he's on the IL currently. Hopefully, he comes back soon to improve the lineup. Um, Roddy Telez is the OPS and OPS Plus leader at 796 and 120. He's the home run leader, tied with Willie Adamas with 16. And Telez is also the RBI leader at 53. Pitching, Corbin Burns leads the way – tied with uh, Brandon Woodworth with seven wins. Hader's the ERA leader at 105 and saves as Hater at 25. And, you know, he didn't get the – blow; he did give up a uh, inside the park home run today, which you can't really blame Josh Hader for the inside the park home run. Um If Davis plays it off the wall better, it's likely only a double. And we probably – have a tied game going into the bottom of the ninth instead of down by one run. But unfortunately we had the inside the park home run because Davis doesn't know how to play the ball off the wall at AmFam field. And we get the inside the park home run. Um, But where I'm at right now with the Brewers, I like where the Brewers are right now. Um, I think they're exactly where they need to be. Um, They obviously have warts that they need to improve. Um, Outfield, one of them. I, I like Tyrone Taylor, and I think he brings you a bu- a bunch. Uh, you know, with his defense getting better and his bat. Um, but I still think you could improve in the outfield. Um, I think relying on Tyrone Taylor, um, right now is gonna it's too much. Uh, Tyrone Taylor, um, currently on the IL with the uh, concussion, but he has played in. 62 of the 82 games, he's had 231 plate appearances, 215 at-bats, and he has 23 runs scored and 49 hits. He's batting 228, 277, 423, 793 with 91 total bases. So that's base uh, batting average average. Um, Oh, um, on base percentage slugging, OPS and OPS plus is what I just ran through. Um he is currently he's currently ninth on the team right now with his batting average of two twenty eight. The only one uh, regular that batting average is lower than him right now is Willie Adams. and I trust Willie Adamas is going to get red hot again. Um Adamas has struggled at the plate, um, struggled with that ankle. I think Willie Adams. we're going to see him get red hot again. Um, he has a track record um, with last year to turn it around. Tyrone Taylor, I don't know. We, we don't really know what Tyrone Taylor can do over a full, full 162 games. And if you're not in a playoff race, you give him the, full, uh, the rest of the season when healthy, playing center and uh, pretty much right or left, wherever you're putting him that particular day, you play him every day. And see what you have with him, but at this point, you know you're you're trying to win the division against the Cardinals. Um, you're now two and a half up on the Cardinals. Hopefully, three games up after the Braves. Uh, as, a, as I haven't seen if that game's over yet or not, but as I saw the Braves were winning. Um, you you, you got to do better in the outfield. Um, Renfro coming back is going to help, but you got Davis and you got. You got Davis and you got uh, Taylor splitting time in in the uh in the outfield right now, and Davis has been not very good. He doesn't have enough at bats to qualify for um baseball reference. But ultimately you, you you gotta do better than Davis. Davis has played in thirty uh ten games, has thirty four played appearances, and he's batting two oh seven, slugging two oh seven. On base percentage is three twenty four, OPS is five thirty, and his OPS plus is fifty four. He, he he's just not very good. He had a nice hot start when he came in for Lorenzo Cain after they reached the agreement to waive Lorenzo Cain or designate him for assignment. He had a great stretch, but he's not getting it done now. And you have to do better in center field. Andrew McCutcheon can play there on occasion. You saw he finished out the game today against the Cubs in center field, but you got to do better in the outfield, especially center field. You know, Taylor, if he can get red hot and show consistency with the bat, great. Um, I've been, my thought process when Lorenzo Cain was around is when Tyrone Taylor's bat over value overtakes the value of uh, Lorenzo Cain's defense, then you have to play um, Tyrone every day. But now the bat's struggling again, and now he's on the I.L., and you're stuck with Davis pretty much being your, your everyday uh, your everyday center fielder, and he's just not that good. But that's who you're stuck with, and I think center field is a position the Brewers really need to look at to try to upgrade. I think Tyrone Taylor playing in a uh, a, a, a platoon or splitting time is best for him uh before going on the IL. He was batting 261 with 320 on base, 435 slugging. So better. One home run, two RBIs, though. So he's not really driving in runs. But you need, you know, Andrew McCutcheon can't do it every day. And he's more of a right a DH and occasionally playing right field right now with Davis, uh splitting time with Jace Peterson. So you need to improve that outfield. The outfield depth was a plus coming into the season. But Hunter Renfro has now spent time on the DL twice. Um, Lorenzo Cain is gone. Um, Ty- Tyrone Taylor is up and down with the bat. Very inconsistent overall. And I think you can do better come uh, September, October when you need that base hit. Jace Peterson is good in the uh, bench roll, coming off the bench. He, he's not someone you want in the outfield every day. Um, but he's going to have to get more and more playing time with Tyrone Taylor and Renfro both on the IL. But I think center field is probably the best place I want to see the Brewers make a move. Um, Not really sure what's out there for the most part as options, but the Brewers do have a surplus of catchers in the minor leagues. They have a surplus of outfielders in the minor leagues that they can get a major league proven player to play center field. And I, I think... This is a year David Stearns and Mark Antanasio need to make a move. They, they've uh, dabbed their toes in the water past couple years for potential major moves, but this year, a minor move I don't think is going to cut it with the outfield that you have. Um, you need somebody more reliable I think than Tyrone. and I I, I don't mean I, I like Tyrone as that uh, fifth uh, the fourth outfielder. But I don't I would rather have him be that fourth outfielder that can spell spell anybody because he was excelling in that role. And he hasn't excelled as much in that everyday role. Um, but for those listening, those watching, uh, if you I want to know, what do you want the Brewers to do uh, going into the trade deadline? Improve the outfield, improve the bullpen, improve the infield. What do you want to see them do? They can't do everything. I think improving the bullpen is a priority, too, because you have three, three shutdown guys in the bullpen that, you know, you can trust and Boxberger and Hader and Devin Williams. The injury to Freddie Peralta hurts your bullpen a little bit for the fact that Ashby needs to be a a constant starter now instead of being that six starter who is in and out of the rotation, depending on how things are going. And now you have Adrian Hauser hurt with an elbow. And anytime you have an elbow, you always worry about what could it, you know, the Tommy John. And he's had Tommy John surgery before. And you always wonder, anytime you have a pitcher with an elbow injury, you always wonder if Tommy John issue is going to be next. Thankfully, no structure or damage shown with the elbow. Bet Brewers dodged a bullet there. And, he, and I, I thought he was probably going to be out for the rest of the season. We'll see if he's able to come back within the 15 days of being on the IL and he can get back in the rotation. I know he's been struggling and maybe some time uh time away um dealing with the injury. Maybe he's able to get it together. Maybe he's able to figure it out, and maybe he's able to get back to the Hauser um, that can pitch pretty well. And he he's not a great pitcher. I, I I'll be the first to admit that. Adrian Hauser is not a great pitcher. But he's a solid, reliable guy that can traditionally eat innings. They uh, throw a lot of pitches. The problem is you're asking him to be a stopper. You're asking him to be a number, as I talked about on last week's show, you're asking Adrian Hauser to be a number two or number three for you right now. Well, now we're number three with Woodworth back. But you're asking him to be a two or a three in order to uh, – you know, kind of serve that role instead of being the back end of the rotation guy. And that's where Adrian Hauser is best served. He's best served being a back end of the rotation guy, that four, that five, preferably that five. Eric Lauer had a great start today. He had been struggling recently. He had one bad pitch that went into the stands, but he struck out nine. And he looked like the Eric Lauer from earlier this season. Hopefully that's what we see more of. Uh, moving forward, that that's what I hope to see. Um, I think starting pitching the Brewers are fine, but the bullpen, as I just mentioned, they got three very very reliable guys in Boxberger, Williams, and Hater. Um, or I should say more than reliable guys that you can count on. Depend on Boxberger showed it today. Um, get you know he got the bases loaded, but he got a big strikeout uh, to end the inning. Uh, two big strikeouts to really end that inning. Should have had uh uh been out of the inning sooner, but the the strike zone all of a sudden got different. Um, but that's besides the point. Um Gustave pitched well today. Um got his pitch decent at times. Hobie minor, I'm not gonna trust come playoff time, but he's been, you know, been a guy. I think you gotta find another arm in that bullpen. Suter suitor. He He's good to put in if you have a big lead or you're down big and you need to eat some innings. <laughs> um, or if you have an injury like you have with Adrian Hauser and you need to eat some innings because you don't want to burn through your bullpen. I I think Suter is great in that role, but he's not a guy you want in high leverage situations. I think the Brewers need at least one more guy in that high leverage situation. Um, somebody that can step into the sixth inning and get a big out. And that was Ashby, but now he has to be at every uh, every five-day starter with the way the rotation looks right now. But I I, I like where the Brewers are. Um, They're a good baseball team. I, I see a lot of people on social media talk about how they're not a good baseball team, but that's a lie. The Brewers are a good baseball team. They have their flaws just like almost every other team in Major League Baseball. They've been dealing with injuries, just like almost every other team in Major League Baseball. But I think the Brewers are starting to trend in the right direction offensively um, at this point. And I got to find it. But Matt Pauley, who does Brewers Extra Innings uh, post-game show, he had posted yesterday um, talking about the offense for the Brewers. I got to see if I can find it. So give me one second. Um. So Valley Sports Wisconsin showed this uh, on their screen two days ago. That since June twenty fifth, the Brewers are first. uh, June fifteenth, since June fifteenth, the Brewers are first in runs per game, first tied for first in home runs, first in extra base hits, and first in OPS. The offense is starting to click. The batting average is starting to get better. And Christian Yelich has been an out, outstanding leadoff hitter for this team. And I know you're paying him that much money because you're looking to have him drive in runs. That's what you pay Yelich $25 million, 20 whatever million a year for. But he's found his role, which is that leadoff spot. And Yelich is doing a very good job as that leadoff hitter. And he's continuing to get on base. As I mentioned, he leads the team in on-base percentage. He draws a lot of walks. He's getting base hits. Yes, we want to see extra base hits. Yes, we want to see home runs. But this is probably what Yelich needs right now to potentially become that uh, extra base hit machine that he was back in 2018, back in uh, you know 2019. I don't know if he's ever going to get fully back to that role. But the role that Yelich is doing right now, the role that Yelich is serving in right now, is exactly what the Brewers need um, at this particular moment. He gets on base. The one thing I do want to see, I mentioned Telez being the uh, OPS, OPS plus, home run, tied, and RBI leader for the Brewers. And I get you got to give other guys playing time. But... Telez needs to play more. He's earned it. And what I think they need to do <clears throat> at this point right now is anytime Andrew McCutcheon's playing in the outfield, you should have Kestin Hira be the DH. And I know people are groaning hearing that. But Hira's been much better as of late. I, I just want to see Keston Hira in the lineup more often against right handed hitters. Um Hira is destroying right-handed hitting and i i know you you groan when you hear that name but he is doing well against right-handed hitting but council typically only plays him against left-handed hitters and he's not playing that well against left-handed hitters and i know it's backwards it should be the opposite he should dominate left-handed hitting and not do well against right but you know but he's the opposite and Anytime McCutchen's in the outfield, especially if there's a right-handed hitter pitching, I want to see Keston Hero or DHing, because one of two things. I've talked about it before. Um, when they were dealing with injuries, um, with, when they brought hero up when they were dealing with injuries, I said he needs to play DH, uh, or he needs to play every day until guys like Hunter Renfro came back. And I think at this point, again, he needs to play every day until Hunter Renfro can come back. Just so you can either a get him in a a more consistent rhythm with that bat and you can, it's going to benefit you offensively or B you get his bat more of an offensive rhythm and you can use him as a trading chip to try to improve a spot in the outfield. So where are you at with the Brewers right now? How are we feeling with the Brewers record? Uh, They beat the Cubs in extra innings today with a Victor Caratini uh, three run, home run, walk off home run to end it. I still don't like the the runner starting on second base rule in in baseball and extras, but um, they they loaded. They got two men on, uh, got another batter on, and then two outs. Caratini, um ended the game for the Brewers. So moving on to the Bucks. So the Bucks have made some moves, and as I mentioned, most of it is bringing guys back. Um, Wes Matthews is back. They brought him back on a deal. Bobby Portis, surprised to nobody, is back. And I saw the rumor circulating after Portis opted out that, oh, Golden State's going to sign him to a two-year contract. I didn't buy it. Bobby Portis loves Milwaukee. He loves the city. He loves the fans. He loves the team. He's very grateful for what has happened in Milwaukee up to this point um, going now going into year three with the Bucks, He's very grateful for that. And it was going to take a lot to get Bobby Portis out of Milwaukee. And the Bucks paid him and he earned it. And now we get at least three if not four more years of Bobby Portis, which I think is great. He's continuing to improve, especially on the defensive end. Just needs to be a little more consistent in the playoffs. Against Boston, he was Offensively, he was off, um, but he's a guy that is continuing to improve. Um, they brought back Devon Carter, and I hope Devon Carter gets more more playing time uh, next season. I, I I think he should have played more against Boston in those George Hill minutes. Um, I I know George Hill is a Bud guy. He's been around Bud for a long time. I get that. I understand that. But in my in my opinion, I think. Uh, Javon, I think Javon Carter earned those minutes, and it's fitting that after he got pulled out in um, the rotation. <laughs> sorry about that. After he got pulled out of the rotation, the Bucks didn't win another game. The Bucks struggled to win games after that. Um, George Hill struggled. George Hill got destroyed on the defensive end where he's supposed to quote excel. Um, but he he struggled, and I, I honestly think those minutes should have went to Carter. and I think Carter is a guy that should uh, get hopefully get more playing time this year. um I they Joe Ingles, I like. he can play uh, he can play, you know he can play the the shooting the uh, small forward. he can be a small power forward. He can uh, shoot the ball. He can catch and shoot. He can shoot off the dribble. And he's a wing guy that the Bucks were struggling not having when Middleton went out. Not saying he's going to be Middleton, but he just gives you another option that you can throw out there when he's healthy to hopefully uh, score some baskets and whatnot for you. Um, They also brought back Serge Ibaka. And on paper, it's like a head scratcher. And why are we bringing him back? We barely played him last year um, when we traded for him. Ultimately, he was an insurance policy in case Brooke Lopez didn't come back. But now, Serge Ibaka is going to be that guy that spells uh, Brooke Lopez in the regular season to play center. So guys such as you know Giannis or Bobby Portis don't have to play the five as much. Uh, you, you're going to keep Lopez fresh. You can give him a lot of, you know, or Ibaka, a lot of minutes, especially early on in the regular season. So... Brooke Lopez can uh, kind of start, you know work building up the minutes per game. So by the end of the season, he's uh, getting those those minutes. But I like what the Bucks did. The bucks didn't need wholesale changes in order to compete. I'm a believer, and I know I'm probably wearing my Milwaukee bucks green glasses, Homer. Uh, Homer of the team can do no wrong. I never criticize anything whatsoever, Uh, but I think that with with Middleton never getting hurt, and I said it on my last show, and I'm saying it again: if Middleton never gets hurt against Chicago, the Milwaukee Bucks are back-to-back NBA champions. I'm a strong believer in that. That Middleton knee injury killed Milwaukee. That killed Milwaukee. In the playoff series against Boston because they didn't they needed just one more offensive threat to get through Boston. Giannis did everything he possibly could have done on the offensive end. They needed one more threat on the offensive end with Middleton, and they would have won they would have won that series against Boston. And they would have beat the Heat, and I feel they would have beat Golden State. So I like what the Bucks have done. They didn't need Wholesale changes. I said it at the end of the season on a show, and I'll say it again. They did not need wholesale changes in order to get the team back to being playoff contender. Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis have yet to lose a playoff series together. They are a, a really good big three, and I think you just keep it together and see what you know. See what happens this year, and if it does, if they fall short this season, or it looks like they may. Then it's up to John Horse to, to work his magic in order to get the Bucks what they need in order to um, get back to the NBA Finals if they can. So finally, Green Bay Packers. And we're getting close to training camp. Training camp is, uh, we're in the month of July. Training camp is starting this month. And the Packers had some changes in the wide receiver room. Devontae Adams is in Oakland which Brett Favre doesn't think Adams is going to get the same productivity in Oakland. I mean, I'm sorry, not Oakland, Las Vegas. Um, Favre doesn't think uh, Adams is going to get the same pro- productivity in Vegas, which I'll talk about momentarily too, which I, I kind of agree with the statement. Like on the surface, you might get, um, you know, overreact and think he's, he's trashing Adams if you just look at a surface level. But I think if you go deeper, he's not wrong. Um, and then MVS is in Kansas City. Uh, so two guys that contributed a lot to the Packers offense the last couple of years. MVS being the deep threat. Adams catching everything else are gone. And the question is, who's going to take those? Who's going to get those targets? Who's going to get those catches? And I think um, I think Sammy Watkins is going to be one of those guys early that Rodgers is going to depend on. He's a veteran. I think Rodgers is going to look to go to him. Alan Lazard is back um, after he didn't sign his tender right away. His second round tender right away. He's back with the Packers trying to earn himself some big money. I think that's somebody Rodgers is going to go to a lot. Randall Cobb is somebody Rodgers is going to go to a lot early on. And I think the Packers are going to use Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon a lot more in the passing game. Um, 2019... 2019, the Packers used uh, Aaron Jones quite a bit in the passing game. And I think we're going to go back to using uh, Aaron Jones a lot in the passing game. And I think we're going to see A.J. Dillon use more in the running game. So that's the way that they're going to distribute the targets, too. And Robert Tanyan is looking like he's going to be back for week one. And he's going to be a threat the Rodgers is going to look for as well. And if the Packers can get him open like they did in 2020, he's a guy that's going to be a threat. I think as the year goes on, I think your, your Christian Watson and your Romeo Do- Dobbs is going to, uh, you know, be be key players for this team, Dobbs especially on special teams. But I think that's kind of where they're going to distribute the targets early on is your Watkins, your, your Lazard, your Cobb, and your Tanyan with the running backs. But as the season goes on, and we know Sammy Watkins can't play more than a couple games without getting hurt – and Randall Cobb's due for at least one injury this season, I think you're going to see the other guys, uh, the the rookies and Watson and Dobbs start getting a lot more targets. So with that said, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. I'm going to uh, get back at you either later this week or um, early next week, talk more Brewers baseball, talk uh, other position groups in Green Bay, Next week, we'll be focusing more on the defense. The defense is getting a lot of hype right now. Um, And, well, let me – there's one topic I forgot that I was going to – I just said I was going to talk about. Brett Favre is stating that Devontae Adams' numbers are probably going to be uh, not as productive in Las Vegas as it was in Green Bay. Uh, But that's kind of obvious because, first of all, Derek Carr is not as good of a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers. So that's one thing right there. And the other thing you got to look at trying to to figure out, um, you know, what Adam's is going to do in Vegas is they got other weapons in Las Vegas's offense that's going to take targets away from Adams as well. They got Waller at tight end. They got uh, the other Hunter Renfro at uh, slot receiver those and then they got a pretty good running game too and those things are going to take the ball away uh from Adams and we saw the Patriots offense with Josh McDaniels as offensive coordinator it was a week to week thing on who was leading the team in receptions and he's a, he he tends to you know game to game focus on one receiver or another and that's probably what McDaniels is going to do so With that said, back to what I was saying, I'll get back at you later this week or early next week. We're going to talk Packers defense, continue to talk Brewers, and we'll go from there. So you've been listening to Talking Sports and watching Talking Sports with Evan on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And you're welcome to follow me on Twitter at Sports. You're welcome to like my Facebook group, uh, Talking Sports with Evan, and I'll get back at you later.